This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Power Breakfast with TT. Weekdays 6 to 9 a.m. on Power 98.7. All right, the Constitutional Court was a busy place yesterday. So um, one of the matters that they ruled on yesterday, which uh, seemingly has um, lowered the barriers a little bit on independent candidates wishing to stand in the upcoming general um, elections. Independent candidates will need to obtain um, only a thousand signatures in order to register for next year's um, provincial and national elections. Following a ruling by the Constitutional Court, the Apex Court uh, did, however, dismiss the other challenges against the um, Electoral Amendment Act. Two organizations, one South Africa and the Independent uh, um, Candidates Association lodged challenges to the Act's constitutionality in June and July. The gist of both challenges was that the Act does not treat uh, independent candidates and parties equally. Let's hear from the leader of Build One South Africa, Musi Maiman, who joins us on the line. Good morning to you, sir. Good morning, and good morning to fellow South Africans. It's really great to be on your show, Tite. A question reaction then to um, the outcome of the matter, or at least the, the judgment handed down by the Constitutional Court yesterday? Look, I think it's a, it's a significant judgment. It's a significant moment in our democracy, as Judge Colopin said. You know, the reality of it is that for the first time, we have fought hard since 2020 to say, make it possible mm. for the exercise of the freedom of association and the freedom of disassociation. Now we have that in place. Now we are, of course, debating the rules, how we can make it possible and easier and fairer. But I think let's not lose track of the moment. And then second to that is that the struggle is still long to be fought. You know, mm. ultimately, we want a constituency-based system so that we can directly vote for people that we know that can serve in our communities. So, so this is a step in many journey. And after this, obviously, as Build One South Africa, we go to Parliament to want to amend the law even further. So given the judgment, I think that it gives us a good starting point, but the journey is still far from over. The I mean uh, the, the 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 issue of the signatures was quite was certainly one that was contentious. It was uh, particularly onerous, but uh, it's now come down significantly to only um, a thousand signatures required, as opposed to I think initially was it a hundred thousand um, that, that were required. But it does seem a little arbitrary. What 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 was the base? Why a thousand as opposed to say? Uh, 15 or 20,000 uh, or whatever the case is. Yeah, well, to register a political party at the IEC is, is, is a thousand signatures. Mm. So, so you use that basis because that's required. Mm. Once you increase that further, I mean, if I go around and I say to myself, as Build One South Africa, we got to stand an election, which we will next year. Every party that's new has to do the same. Every time you go out and ask people for signatures, it will be tantamount to asking them to reveal who are they going to vote for, which mm. undermines the principle of the secrecy of your vote. Mm. So, so I think we had to stick it to a thousand because that's what you need to register. That could legitimately be your members or whoever people like that, which I think is fair. But what I do think is going to have to be thought through carefully, and that's why 
when you do a half-measure job, and I think Parliament has done a disservice to the people of South Africa here, is that they're arguing, well, you are going to increase the many parties that are going to be coming on board. Actually, when the judgment was handed down, it envisaged that there will be a reform of the entire electoral system. Mm -hmm. You cannot do a half-job of it, because as you are doing a half-job, you end up with all of these anomalies that are going to occur as to even a constituent being a province, etc. So, so I do think we, 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 it's, a, it's a massive victory to equalize it, and I'm certainly looking forward to participating. We asked all our candidates who are standing on the Build One South Africa to also get 1,000 signatures, so we anticipated that it would work like that. Mm. And so I'm comfortable that now we've got a proper list and a proper process to participate in the election. The Independent Candidate Association of South Africa um, ha- were unsuccessful in their challenge. Um, they wanted to challenge the 200, uh, uh, 200 split in seats allocated in the National Assembly. Um, that bid was uh, dismissed. Your, your, your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I mean, the Fancel Slabet uh, application, if you'll remember, uh, wanted a 350-50 split mm. because... They, even President Mbeki recognized that we needed greater accountability. And at 350, it means 350 of your members of parliament are located in constituencies and are directly voted. The 200-200 split instead rather says, well, only 200 must be directly voted in some ways, and the second 200 will be proportional to parties. So the challenge really becomes about those numbers and divisions that go from there, because clearly at 350, the number that you need to get a seat in Parliament is A, lower, and B, it enhances for better community participation. But in this instance, if we stick to 200-200, that's the rules. It just does mean that if someone isn't like under BOSA or under any other thing and they want to stand on their own, the requirement will be 90,000 votes Mm -hmm. uh, projected, whereas for someone who stands under a party for a seat, that could be 40,000. So it still remains unfair. But like I said, you don't just fix it by taking what uh, Judge Colopin described as the minimalist approach. You fix it really by amending the entire electoral act. And when the law was signed, when the law was signed by the president into law, they, uh, one of the instructions was that a panel must be put together within four months to ensure that the broader electoral law is in place. But as Parliament has failed, so has the president in this regard. We need to have that panel so that we can be able to debate these issues and set ourselves up for the future because we've sort of done a half job now. And mm-hmm. when you do a half job, you've got problems that emerge when you do half a half a job. Okay, in the way that it's currently framed and, the, and now as a result of this judgment by the Constitutional Court now, what in your view are the, the still the barriers or the hurdles that have been placed unfairly in the path of um, independence? Yeah, well, the big burden, obviously, is that your constituency is a province mm. rather than a community. I mean, I'm from Dobsonville. If there's a school in Dobsonville, a police station, a hospital, those are competences of the national government. Therefore, people must know who they must talk to. But the current law says, no, that is a province. Mm. So, in essence, somebody could represent the people of Dobsonville from Amansgrad if you think about those distances. Mm. Mm. It is unworkable. So so that is a massive burden that is still on the table. And it also means as a consequence of that, the essence, essence of campaigning for 90,000 votes, given that a party 
like Cope, for example, with all of its resources in 2019, I think only managed to get over 50,000 votes. You can appreciate that now suddenly for an individual to be mm. able to achieve more than that, the burden is harder. Whereas if they were just com- com- uh, campaigning in Soweto, they'd be able to get those votes projectively and we're competing in a smaller pool. That's what would work. So, so I do think those burdens are still in place. It's why when we started Build One South Africa, we anticipated that. And now we're saying to people, under one party, we can work together to be able to achieve more seats and actually get more people elected who will be accountable to the people. The, uh, in further trying to then uh, uh, at least uh, overcome some of these burdens that you, you're talking about, um, it seems to me this uh, would require, again, uh, going back to parliament. And we might, we, 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 it seems to me we would require quite a significant amendment to the constitution. To in order to be able to allow what you speak of, this is which is something that I think uh, when this entire process was starting uh, to to uh, you know to imploring Parliament to relook at the Electoral Act was that there was a view or at least certainly a hope that uh, it would change our entire electoral system, but it stopped. We've stopped well short of that. Yeah, we. I mean, as I said, we did a half-pregnant job, you know, and you can't do that because these are problems that you're going to experience. It didn't require any, uh, an amendment to the Constitution. The only amendment to the Constitution would be if you then said, let's one day directly vote for the president, as any, as many other African countries do. Mm. That would require a constitutional amendment. But as far as the Electoral Act is concerned, the proposals of a constituency-based system, all of those are already within, permissible within the current con- uh, constitution. Okay. Let me take even a step further, which might, mm. uh, 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 in our current system that we've organized parliament, we assume constituency. So if you're a member of parliament today, let's not even change any law. Mm. You are given money to work in a constituency. You are given a constituency budget and an office. Mm. All political parties end up doing with all of that money is to set up their own private offices for their own party members, whereas it comes from the fiscus, whereas what should actually be happening is that that money should be used so that you can, to come back to my example of Soweto, have an office there that is of a member of parliament so that when you've got questions about schools, hospitals, police stations, which are things that only parliament deals with, you can then be able to go there. But we don't have that because the system did a half job anticipating that this electoral amendment would come into play. And therefore, when we didn't complete it, it just Mm. meant that political parties will just keep benefiting on both ways. A form of constituency, but none of its actual efficacy in running for the people. It just becomes branch offices. Interesting stuff indeed. Well, as you said, um, this is only about the start. It's going to be a battle that you, I guess, are going to have to continue fighting uh, as independents. But thank you very much for coming and I appreciate your time. Much appreciated. Thank you very much. The leader of Build One South Africa, uh, Musi Maiman. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.